Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring Good Morning Amigo. Good morning, amigo. Good morning, sunshine. And I hope you're doing well. I hope everybody's doing well on the seventh day of August, 2020. I hope you're at least a little fried. Frank, are you fried? Uh, I am, because it's been a long week. Well, I mean, I gotta be careful, because the first lady, you know... You're not allowed to have fried foods. So even the mention of fried sets off an alarm she's not on. So I, maybe by saying the word, there's an alarm on her iPhone that tells her he just said fried and she'll jump on. Well, I believe that she has her notifications set to when we say certain, uh, certain keywords that that happens. Because all of a sudden, like, we'll be talking about something and she'll be online. And then all of a sudden, she'll be totally there to deflect our, our, our conversation. Yeah, I, I've got a funny feeling she's not on yet. It's like a proximity alarm. But that's good, though. Well, catch us on live right now. I'm going to sweat like a bullfrog. Oh, I'm sweating so damn much. Morning, Julius. It's Coach Julius, my boy. Shout out to oh, Leslie, day in, day out. Even if it's just 15 minutes in the morning, she catches us. What up, Leslie? Sup? Oh, wait a minute. That can't be the Mr. Pink I know. Is that Mr. Pink, Mr. Pink? Is that like Mr. Pink, my former producer? Nah, that can't be him. That can't be him, but yeah, we, like, Leslie is taken to the show. I just think, I think since I have that, that old man dad humor, so I think the compliment of how you make me look bad is kind of comical, if you would, because I'm not funny. But I might be funny looking. Oh, I shaved last night. Took care of all the excess hairs, because today's a big day here at Slam Radio. Huge. It's the unveiling of the Danalisa. We're so excited. We're going to do it in the 10 o'clock hour. Shout out to my buddy, Ray Cruz. Want to talk about longtime friend, always friend? That's the man right there. From teaching me how to take a jumper, from showing me that the man with the plan was Isaiah Thomas, to you need a ride home, Larry? Guy's always <laughs> been the man, bro. Always been the man. Much love to you, Ray. Dr. Cruz. <laughs> Hope Lauren's doing well. So much to get to. Five. The Marlins are the best team in baseball. Woo! What do you mean? Fake first place. You're playing the Orioles. You're excited about the Orioles. Who are the best Orioles team in baseball? Tampa. How did the Orioles do against the Yankees? I, I can't hear you. I don't know what you're saying. How did the Orioles do against the Yankees? Mama, I can't hear you. How did the Orioles do? How, how did Marlins the Orioles place. do against the Yankees? I'm taking things one day at a time here, okay? <laughs> one day at a time. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Because a Bueller. lot of us get ahead of ourselves. And we talked Bueller. about Paul Pierce just yesterday on Bueller. the Don Frito show, right? Right. And what he said about the heat, right? Right. Paul Pierce was right. I mean, it hurts me to say it. Paul Pierce was right. Right. 13-0 run and a 20-0 run. Hold on, in the same quarter. Right. So you have a double-digit lead against this team, and you blow it. It was a tale of two halves. No, not even. Yeah, kind of, because in the first half, they were on fire. They were. They put up 70 in the first half. They were on fire. They were moving the ball well. The defense was unbelievable. We couldn't believe how well that defense played. Well, that they, got, they, got, they had gotten Chris Middleton, and they got Giannis Antetokounmpo both in foul trouble. 
Giannis had five fouls with like eight minutes left in the game. Yeah, well. And Miami had a, what, a five or seven point lead at that time. That strategy didn't work out very well. What, to get him in foul trouble? Just in general. Hindsight you lose 20, by 14, 130, 116. But go if you get that guy out of the game. He showed great promise defensively in the first half. And then Leighton Hagen scored 46 points in the second half. Like, you can't win a basketball game, finish these days. Like, this isn't 1993 Knicks Bulls basketball. 86, 85. That crap doesn't happen anymore. See what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. They just ran out of gas. The inexperience showed because that one there was there was a series of possessions that all of a sudden Kendrick Nunn commits a stupid turnover. Uh, Milwaukee goes down the floor, they score, and then Tyler Hero comes around and he does sort of a swat. They call an offensive foul on him. That's another turnover. Milwaukee gets the ball, they score a three. All of a sudden, it's a five-zero run on two turnovers by the Heat, and the inexperience showed tremendously. What the heck is wrong with the ESPN site? What's wrong with it? I don't know. It's acting all weird. Because I'm trying to make a point about last night's game, which I watched. Yesterday's afternoon Watching sports game? again, Frank. Yesterday afternoon's game, you mean? Well, it was... Thanks for the reminder, because I was in the middle of something when they started that game. But... Uh, I just... The notion I have is that there's a common denominator trait with Heat teams, right? And it's unless you have LeBron James or Dwayne Wade, there's no finish. Is it because they don't have a true finisher? Well, The other people on the team should be able to take up that. Jimmy's their finisher, and it started very really? sloppy. It started very scary because they had three points in six minutes or something like that, and Milwaukee started off, I, I believe it was 11-3 when Spolster called timeout. Um, and then all of a sudden, they got into some rhythm, and they started passing the ball around, started, started scoring. But in the beginning of the game, it's like nobody wanted to take that role to, to, to be the guy that was gonna, that the ball was going to move through him. Correct. So that they started sloppy there. All of a sudden, in the second half, it went back, and especially in the fourth quarter, it went back to who's going to be the one that's going to finish it off. They got on a little run, they got a lead, and then all of a sudden, Milwaukee just finally just put them away. So... Exasperating. I apologize. My ESPN's working. I don't know what you're talking about. No, it's not even ESPN. I went on NBA. I'm just, it's not, you're not used to going on here to see this. Okay. Um, that game got tight late in the game, but when you start that fourth quarter, um, Miami's up by eight in that fourth quarter. I understand they had just pretty much blown a pretty substantial lead, but you're still up by eight. You got to do something. You just can't sit there and lay down and let these guys go on a 13-0 run and then on a 20-0 run. So they're not weak defensively. We know this. We know that's not the issue. So how does something like that happen? I'm going to tell you how it happens. One star away. Well, they didn't have any of their stars on the court yesterday other than Bam. Okay, so we're going to consider Goron and Jimmy those guys? I said, I didn't say Goron was. I just said they didn't have any of their stars on the court other than Bam. They had, and all season they hadn't gone without both of those guys on the court at the same time. Goron comes off the bench. I'm not, I'm not even considering Does Jimmy Goran. change the pace of that game? Does that not happen if Jimmy plays? 
That I don't think that happens if Jimmy plays. But then again, I was thinking throughout the game, and I don't think there's they no would right be playing that. No there's not because I don't. I don't think that there's. I don't think that they would go on the kind of shooting spree that they would with Jimmy on the court because the change the game changes because the ball moves through Jimmy more. He holds the ball and he tries to go inside a lot. How aware of you of the fact that I'm not the biggest Jimmy Butler fan in the world? I, I hear it in your voice. Oh, I've never been. I know you haven't. I hear it in your voice. You were never excited when Jimmy came I'm down zero here. Convinced. Well, when he, when he initially signed. Zero, zero convinced that that's anything of great grandeur. I think he's a great guy. I think he has a vivacious personality. I think he can be the second or third star on your team, preferably your third star. But he even was that in other places, and it didn't work out. I do think he likes the Heat culture. There seems to be a different side of Jimmy Butler we see. But boy, does he miss a lot of games. I wonder what the personal issue is. Not that I need to know, but is it just me or does it seem like there's a personal issue that he, every few games he misses a game? I thought it was a foot injury. Well, today is a foot injury. Do you remember earlier? He missed one of personal reasons. Was some family problem, right. And that happened during the season before quarantine? Mm -hmm. Like, If I'm relying on you, like what do you want to say about LeBron and taking vacation? Well, LeBron played, he played every day. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Starting forward, number six, yeah, he did. LeBron James. Because he was, he was invested here. He went back to Cleveland. Cleveland wasn't playing necessarily well. And then he's like, all right, that's when he said, I'm going to go take my vacation. He took a week off, came down to Miami to hang out during the season. The day, he loves it here. I mean, L.A., he found his home now. But I always felt he might come back. But the same thing happened last year with L.A. When, he, they, were, when they under succeeded, or sorry, underachieved, and all of a sudden he was, he was out of it. Showed up on his birthday, December 30th, with a cup of wine sitting sidelines. So making a mockery of himself. You hated when he did that. You know, that's, 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 was a bad look. I agree. Nobody's allowed to do that. So you're LeBron James. You're the face of the NBA. So now, since you have all this power, you're allowed to do that? Nobody would, nobody would be allowed to do that. I thought it was a bad look. Anybody else would get fined if that happened. But since it's LeBron James... Well, why would they get fined, though? I don't know I agree with you. There. Because that's out of uniform. You're drinking a glass of wine. You're on, you're on the bench with the team, and you're drinking a glass of wine. Come on. It doesn't matter if it's your birthday or not. I guess. It's a professional environment. What what job do you know that you can sit there and drink on the job? Regardless whether you're injured or not. That's a valid point. So they didn't find him because he's LeBron James. Fine, I get it. Whatever. It's the face of your league. But But you're saying that's because he's LeBron James, or it was just one of those things that look, bro, it's not. No, I think it's the league didn't find him because he's LeBron James. Really? When has LeBron James ever gotten fined? So you don't think Kyrie Irving gets away with that? He doesn't get away with that. Nobody gets away with that. I don't know, Frank. It's not going to happen, so you will never know, but. And this isn't me picking at LeBron. That's just, that doesn't look good. You're supposed to be in this professional environment. That doesn't look good. All of a sudden, you show up because you're injured and it's your birthday, so you're going to show up with a glass of wine and sit on the sideline? Come on, man. I'm, I agree with you that it's not the best look in the world. So that And that was that was the beginning of his week-long vacation that he took, and he came claiming it that he was injured. LeBron wasn't injured. LeBron is Wolverine. LeBron doesn't get injured. You always feel like he's kind of above the law. Sometimes he does handle itself like he does feel like he is above the law. Hey, did you hear while we slept what went down? What went down? Protesters in Beirut call for government's resignation as authorities arrest 16 people as part of a probe into the deadly blast. Let's give a shout out to our friends on the Paul Castronovo show. They're checking us out live. I know they're doing their business. Shout out to iHeartRadio. Shout out to Paul. My man. How are you, Paul? We love you, brother. Love you very, very much. Big fan of you. 
goes, bro, stop interrupting my show. Oh, if my ratings were only so good. Big shout out to you, my brother. Uh, paid me yeah, one of the greatest compliments I've ever received. And that's a, that's a dude that's my dude for life, man. Um, we work at the same time. I'm dying for, when this is all over for him to come by and visit. We visited him at his studio a couple of years ago. He's in Maine. Oh, my gosh. What are you doing in Maine? Well, we'll get into this later. Paul Castronova. Maine that. is a badass part of the country, bro. Oh, Let yeah. And this you, time of year, Maine is You've never outrageous. been there? <laughs> if you love seafood, that's the place to that, go. I bet you he's going something having to do with lobsters over there. I had lobster coming out of my freaking ears a couple years ago when he, I went up there. He loves them both, baby. Jesus. Oh, man, I love Paul. And lobster up there is different than lobster down here. Like, it's a different type of lobster. I don't know if you know this. Oh, no, it's completely different. But I it understand. tastes much more delicious over there. There's also much more meat off the lobster that comes off the northern Atlantic. I can't read what he wrote. It's hysterical. <laughs> it's so Paul. You're the man, my brother. Be safe over there. I think I wish I were you. <laughs> Love you. He's going back on the air, and then we're going to go to break. That was, I'm sorry, good, bad, or indifferent. That's one of the coolest moments I've had on this show. Paul, big-time morning host here in South Florida yeah, and across iHeart platforms, Paul Castronovo, goes to break. Pops in my life to say hello. Love you, brother. Big-time love you. What a shout-out that is, huh? That's spectacular, Frank. I love it. Look at, yeah, me, look at me. Okay, it's not a name drop. I just, that's my dude. Excellent broadcaster, he called me. Love it. <laughs> I'm like giddy right now. I'm so stupid. Do you remember Mad Dog Russo, how I got? You were with me to witness how I got. I do remember. You've never, I don't get like that with athletes. You got, you, Think about it. You got like a little boy. I got, I think even more than even Pitt. Well, Pitt right now at this point, I don't look at it that way anymore, right? No, you, you're, you're gone. You're, you're over that already. But, I'm over but that already. you saw how I got with Russo. And he was just, he loved it because he knew. He could just tell, man, you don't understand. You don't, that was a cool moment. We're going to go to break on that. When we come back, I know I was supposed to give you baseball scores. So I'll mash them in in the beginning of that segment. Towards the end of the segment, we'll talk about the association a little later in the program, 940, we'll have Jacob Rudner talk some Major League Baseball on here on Friday. And then remember, during the 10 o'clock hour, the unveiling of the Dan Alisa. Oh, that's going to be beautiful. I hope Dan Marino's watching when we do it. We've asked him to, to please watch. Yeah, I wake up this morning. My story's f the first lady is, boy, unreal. I didn't even finish telling you about Beirut. Paul threw me off. I had a fan moment. I'm sorry. The conspiracy theorists are out there about Beirut. All right, we'll come back from break. We'll do all of what we got to catch up on. Let me get back to reality here. All right, that was cool. <laughs> well, Paul and Ron was awesome back in the day. You don't remember this? Yes, I remember. Okay, okay. I thought it was just me. I think you're looking at me weird because you don't see me geek out like this often. No. All right, that's what I thought. So I'm allowed to geek out. That's fine. Who cares? We'll be back. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio. Sirius XM Channel 145. Stelio Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but I said Mr. Worldwide, putting it down right now with the legendary, the one, the only, it's official, Slam Radio. If you think it's a game, play with it. Dolly. He's out of his freaking mind. He's nuts. Crazy. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. 
I got a couple of shout outs I gotta hit up. First and foremost, this one's important, so I don't forget it. A dude that was a father figure to me growing up, a baseball coach of mine, uh, celebrates a birthday, I believe, Sunday. Pedro Vasquez. Pedro, uh, God has 100 nicknames. I call him Sir because the, the dignity and the respect I have for that man, uh, it knows no bounds. It really doesn't. Uh, he was a legend over at Lourdes, which is a high school here in South Florida. He worked for many, many years just kind of as the building manager. Uh, you know, when you go to a school of nuns, there aren't very many male figures. And he was the male father figure, I take no itche kind of guy. And he was like that as my baseball coach. He'd be the first to tell you he doesn't know the most about baseball. He knows the most about getting to a kid and how to teach him through tough love. And when I'd make a mistake, sometimes he'd rip me or give me the nod. Look, don't matter. So here we are. I'm an old man. Not an old man, but I'm not a kid anymore. And my memories of this guy are, are brilliantly clear, full of love. And Pedro Vasquez celebrates another birthday. I know that we had had some health issues earlier this year with Pedro. And with prayer and the power of his health, because he's a strong man, he is doing much, much better. So to the Vasquez's, to Iggy, uh, obviously to Javier, and to the whole family, obviously Pedro and his wife, much love to you all. Pedro, happy birthday. Feliz cumpleaños, coach. Eh, siempre será mi coach preferido de la pelota. And you will always be in my heart, my brother. Cuando esto se acabe, hay que ir a verlo usted con mucha dignidad y con mucho respeto porque hace muchos años que no lo veo. There you go. Shout out to my boy Pedro Vasquez. Another shout-out to our boy David Cantor, who celebrates his 14th anniversary yesterday. Yeah, buddy. Congratulations to David and Perry. They're a wonderful power couple. She, probably the only woman in the world that would be able to keep up with a guy like David Cantor. Their kids are amazing. Not good. They're amazing kids. And Cantor, you know what I feel about him. He started his own podcast, which is what he should have done a long time ago. And he, you know, uh, best of of wishes and love to our boy, the one and only David Cantor. There. I got my shout-outs out of the way. We good? Uh, yeah, we're good. If you have any more, you can keep going. I don't care. You think? Yeah. Okay. Just saying. I mean, don't you have any? You never, you never filter these in. What do you mean? Like, I just don't know. Like, I, you don't have any shout-outs to give? No, I, every once in a while, I'll slip one in. You know that. Shout out to Addison Sky for being a, a rock and roll girl. There we go. Fire. That good? I gave her a shout out. You don't have to. Is that cool? By the way, shout out to all my people. We put up the whole we put up the whole announcement yesterday that Slam Radio is now on well, iTunes. That, that, that went wildfire. The Danalisa went wildfire at night. Like I don't know what's going on here. Right. So I got multiple text messages with friends of mine that sent me videos of them going on to the Slam Radio and subscribing to the podcast. That's beautiful. So shout out to them. Little by little. I'm sure we don't have a lot yet, but that takes Rome wasn't built in a day. Well, not only did they subscribe, but they gave us a five star rating. So that's even beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. I, I gave us a two star. I'm just kidding. That's why our rating went down. I hope it didn't. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Some stuff went down Thursday, August 6th around Major League Baseball. And we'll get it started in Pittsburgh. 
They handled their business, handing the Twins just their third loss of the new season. They beat Minnesota 6-5. Rockies moved to 9-3. They beat the Giants 6-4. Your A's over the Rangers 6-4. Mike Fires with the win. Matt Olson homers. A's are now 9-4. I think I said that. Angels 6-1 victors over the Mariners. Tawny goes yard. Just the fifth victory of the season for the Angels. Phillies over the Yankees 5-4. JT Realmuto hits a three-run homer. Gets them over the top. Regrettably, since I don't like that guy very much. Big mouth. What division are you in, Phillies? Oh, yeah, the one where you're looking up towards the Marlins. That's right. Have fun, JT. Oh, and by the way, you now are also playing with nobody in the stands. Jerk. I'll continue. Was that too much, Frank? You're good. But relax, fix for place. All right, fair enough. In the Battle of Ohio, like every good football game in that state, it's a defensive battle. Cleveland over Cincinnati, 13 to nothing. Oh, wait, this is baseball, so there was no defense there. Indians crush the Reds. Oh, that's a weird one. Indians move to 8 and 6. Oh, 13 runs, huh? Wow. Jose Ramirez hits home runs from both sides of the plate, drives in four runs in the win. Braves over the Blue Jays, 4-3. They're now 9-5. Diamondbacks beat the Astros, 5-4. Astros now 6-6 six six on the season. Royals over the Cubs, 13-2. Not sure what happened to our Cubbies, but got spanked. It did. Uh, Royals did end the six-game slide with that one. Cubs now 10-3. As I said earlier, Marlins over the Orioles, 8-7. They are now 6-1. Best team in baseball. So what's funny is they've got it listed as a home game. That wasn't a home game yesterday. They played at Camden Yards, but they were the, the they were the home team. I don't know what necessarily happened there. I think baseball you know kind of did that because of travel and trying to get the, the game. The arrow played. was pointing opposite to what that was. Right. That's why I said, "Oh, this is just this broadcast wanting to put Marlins on the bottom." I was confused too when I when I saw it on Twitter, and then I went ahead and I turned on the game, and then I noticed that the Marlins were indeed the home team at Camden Yards. I guess you can get away with that because there's no fans there. You know what I mean? So it's not like there's a lot of confusion. They did that because of all the games the Marlins missed, and they were, and some of them were against the Orioles, so they squeezed in a doubleheader like that. Christian Yelich hits an inside-the-park homer, walked four times. Yikes. Brewers over the White Sox, 8-3. Geo takes the loss, unfortunately. Those are your games in Major League Baseball. Thursdays are always light when it comes to baseball. Am I right? Yeah, you're right. Some teams have the day off. We're getting ready for that weekend series. I'm just surprised that baseball has it light like that. But then again, they can't play every day, so you have to give them a day off. You believe that? Yeah. Okay. I mean, you've got seven days in a week. You could play six days. I think that's fine. you got at least a day off, no? Get a day off. You get the weekends off. I think. Bro, is are you having trouble with your Wi-Fi? No, I don't know what you're talking about. Why? I, I, all these things don't want to open up for me all of a sudden. Like I'm having the, the dastardliest time loading things, and I don't get it. I'll try again. I, I changed Wi-Fi's now to see if maybe... Well, you should be on Slam Studio. I think that's what's going on. 
If you're not in Slam Studio, that's where your problem yeah, is because the normal school Wi-Fi doesn't pick up in here. I don't know why it connects to that first. I'm going to have to change that. I think you have that set as a default. That's a setting, huh? Yeah. What do I know? Computer stuff. I just run a radio station, right? You know what I do know? I've been watching a lot of basketball lately. <laughs> Thank you, Lauren. Me too. Saw some, some basketball last night. Let's chat about it. Go over the scores in the association. Thursday, August 6th. There weren't a lot. Kings were kings. They beat the Pelicans 140-125. Bogdan Bogdanovich, 35 points. Oh, boy. In the victory. Brandon Ingram puts up 24 in the loss. Pelicans and Kings both 29 and 39, as we mentioned earlier in the program. Bucks over the Heat, 130-116. A pair of runs, 13-0 and 20-0, really put uh, the Bucks from being down in the double digits to winning this one relatively easy. Bucks now 55 and 14. Heat dropped to 43 and 26 on the season. Suns 114, Pacers 99. Pacers move with the loss to 42 and 27. Suns pick it up. Now are 30 and 39. Have they not won a few games in a row? I thought they had. I, I don't think they've lost in the bubble. So I think they're 4 and 0. Yes. The last four games they've won. And correct me if I'm wrong, that might be the first time in Devin Booker's career he's won four straight basketball games with his team. Look at that, because I think that's actually a true statement. <laughs> okay. Clippers 126, Mavs 111. Mavs moved to 41 and 30 with the loss despite Kristaps Porzingis 30 points in the contest. Trailblazers over the Nuggets 125, 115. Damon Lillard with 45 points. He is just, he's nuts. He put up 11 threes, scored 11 threes last night. Lakers take another loss. Wow. To the hands of the Rockets, 113-97. James Harden with 39 points. Yo, meal. I didn't know that one. That must have been a late game. Those are your games in the association last night. Did you know the Lakers lost? I didn't. Oh, I did. <laughs> they got spanked by the Rockets, boy. <laughs> oh, boy, you take a lot of pleasure in that, don't you? Watch LeBron fail. Why do you take so much pleasure in that? Because that team isn't in sync right now. So, And you're loving every minute. Loving every minute of it. Okay. Because, you know, the more he loses, the more the decision from leaving Miami looks even worse and worse. You really believe that? I really believe that because he went to L.A. All right, people can't join me in Cleveland, so I'm going to have go somewhere that, they're, that they will join me. So let's go to L.A. People are gonna want, of course people are going to want to go to L.A. thing is, some people don't want to be part of that sideshow, which is the problem for LeBron. But the people that do want to play, they would rather go to L.A. You'd rather go to L.A. or the, or the, or the warehouse factory uh, capital of the world. Well, I guess you want to go to L.A., right? You want to go to L.A. So people are going to go and play with him in L.A. So that's why he's gotten a team. That's why he was able to get that A.D. Okay. Think A.D. would want to go to Warehouseville? Um, no, probably not. Probably not. L.A., well, that, that, that sounds enticing. Let's go to L.A. And then LeBron wants to do this whole entire movie thing over there. So Space Jam 2 is coming out. Gravy. All good. That's what you want to do, then that's what you want to do. But the decision that you just picked up and left out of Miami when everything was going very well here, all of a sudden looks bad for you. And the main reason was because he didn't have the power with his entourage. And you know this. 
He wanted his entourage to do certain things, and the Heat were like, no, there's no chance. They're not getting special Hasn't privileges. Hasn't he outgrown that stage, though, man? I don't know, but that's the reason why he left. So since it's that's been a long time left, since he left already. Fine, since that's why you left, and you see, you've only been able to get one championship in all the years that since you've left in those seven years, what? good for you. The more times you fail, the better it is for us, and it looks funny because you made a bad decision. Hmm. Okay. I speak for all Heat Nation, by the way. I, I respect. I see what you're saying. I mean, I know, listen, not everybody has to like someone. I totally get that, but. It's only a matter of time that I get high-fived on Twitter by Heat Nation. <laughs> you're nuts. Oh, boy. On the other side, we'll continue being fried on Friday. We'll, uh, we should have a countdown to that. I'm not doing a countdown to that, Lisa. I, I'll work on something. Huh? I'm going to work on something. Oh, gosh. Back on the other side. Good morning, amigos. Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio. Sirius XM Channel 145. This is Dag Prescott, and you're listening to Slam Radio. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Quick question for you, Frank. What's that? Do you have your sports weekend planned out? Uh, I do. Okay, so what are you doing? Well, I'm fishing tomorrow. So I'm doing my own sports. So you're going fishing? I'm going fishing. I heard the keys were beautiful. I heard the mangroves were blossoming. I heard it was the time to go fishing. So I'm going fishing. Not lobster. You're just going to go fishing? I'm going fishing. Taking the wife. (laughs) (laughs) wait what my wife wants to go fishing oh my god i got her one of those uh i think they're called you're getting this on ig tomorrow face shields i'm putting oh yeah i'm putting she's getting a face shield on i already got her a face shield it's a unicorn face shield god she's gonna hate me before long because that's as funny as anything i've ever heard i told her make sure you take your hat and let's get it ready to go She's like, why am I putting on long sleeves? It's going to be so hot. And <laughs> you'll thank me later. So, yeah, so that's what I'm doing. And then Sunday, I'll probably be hanging around and watch whatever is on. I've got a pool party to go to tomorrow. Nice. Look at you. Hope the weather holds up. It's supposed to. I just saw today. It's really nothing. Good. And the showers are going to start. The line is, believe it or not, they're, they're going to be west showers that are going to start at I-75. I'm like, oh, that's great. And I'm right off of I-75. <laughs> Thank you. Just west of it, too. It's funny. I live east of it, but it's going to start right there. So it could rain. It could not rain. Oops. Oh, you do. You're right. Play it by ear. I don't know why I have a strange feeling I will not go in the pool. I'll just hang out. I've become an old man. What, what happened? You just don't like getting wet? You don't like showing your body? What part is it? I just... Are you the person that goes in the pool with a shirt on? 
No, that's tacky. Why did it take you so long to answer that? Uh, there was no real reason why, but no, I don't do the shirt on. Oh, I thought you were hesitating because you didn't want everybody no, to know the truth. No, I'm just thinking, I do, so I don't walk around the beach shirtless all the time. That's why I stop for a second. I don't go in the water with a shirt, though. That's pointless. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I laugh at the people that go in the water with a shirt. Yeah, that's kind of pointless. Someone chimes in on the text. Yeah, you don't want to mess up your hair. <laughs> uh, did you hear that uh, Aaron Boone got a little angry in the Phillies game yesterday? Really? A little upset. Why is that? Well, there was a fan using an air horn. A fan? Hold on, a cardboard cutout using an air horn? I don't know. Hold on a minute. Since your ESPN works, maybe you can look it up. My ESPN? Okay, hold on. Because yeah, mine doesn't feel like working. Mine seemed to have a, a bad case of the hiccups. It's not, there's nothing right about my ESPN. I'm going to have to use another browser, I guess. Oh, the fan was outside other, of the park. How do you even use another browser? I don't even know how to do any of that stuff. So the fan was outside of the park using an air horn. Oh, that's nice. So he was complaining that there was a fan outside using an air horn. That's actually kind of funny. Didn't, I mean, it is funny, right? Yeah, there's a group of fans that gather behind the the fence of um of the of the ballpark uh, in center in the center field con uh, concourse, and um, they kind of been hanging around there. And one of the fans had an air horn, so during a Philly home run, he went ahead. They went ahead and blew the air horn because they were excited because they hit a home run, and uh, Aaron Boone wasn't too happy about that. Well, and he let it know. He let it be known. Usually when you let things like that get to you, you know what happens? What's that? It gets in your head, and the result is Yankees lost yesterday. Right. And the umpires, I mean, he complained about it, but the umpires looked at him saying, hey, there's nothing that we can do about it. You know, there's a section outside the outside center field that it's a gate, and you can actually look through the gate into the ballpark. I'm surprised that they don't have any kind of security there saying to the fans that they can't gather there, but there are fans there with signs, and they're there. They're there. It looks like old school, like one of those old school movies that you see the kids kind of like hanging out on the fence looking through the little peephole. It's kind of what it looks like. It's like the 2020 version of that. Interesting. Oh, man. Are you, um, you going to bring back some fish to eat? I hope so. I hope, it's, I, hope I catch anything other than grunts. If I catch other than grunts, then I'll be very happy. And that's what I had told a friend of mine that he's over there fishing now. And I told him, I was like, I'm not trying to go on this boat and catch more grunts. And he goes, no, you should be fine. The reefs are excellent. The water's flat. Your wife won't get sick. So really? he's being very optimistic. So he's got me kind of optimistic about it. Um, I was just kind of going, just kind of whatever. But if, if I catch some decent fish, then I'll be extremely happy. So you'll be good to go. Probably hit up Gilbert's on the way back. That's interesting. Depending on how many people are there. My wife's very weary about the whole gathering. Well, she wanted crowd. to go fishing, right? Well, yeah, but it's a, it's a party boat, so it's a 50% capacity. So we'll, have a, we'll be to our own side of the boat. I'm going with a group of people. about Yeah, no, no, no. You, you know who wants to do the same thing, right? Your wife. Oh, yeah. For real? She wants to go fishing? Why not? Why not? <laughs> You're not going to take your I'm wife not fishing? a babysitter, bro. What do you mean? Just take your wife fishing. Stands next to you. You guys throw the cast, then you can do your thing. I'm going to show my wife how to bait. I'm going to try to get her to do it. Right. I'm sure she's going to be like, ew, it's nasty. Can you do it for me? And I'll have to do it for her. 
You know who I see surviving a fishing trip? Who? Amanda. Yeah, because she's built tough. She's kind of badass. I'm not saying anything about that, Zuli. Don't don't tell me. Anthony, I'm not telling you you're not tough, but Anthony's 50-50. 60-40. Towards the softer side. Uh, 33-60. Oh, no. <laughs> it's going down, Anthony. It doesn't look good for you. We got more? But what's comical is watching the Sig of crash and burn in this. I can see what's going to happen. They're going to find a seat somewhere and watch us all do it. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what me and my friend are projecting. We're trying to project how many stops it's going to take for them to finally just sit down and say, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, okay. Right. right. See it so that, which is, it works to my advantage. Because then she can find it, I can finally say I'm going fishing and I don't have to worry about her being like, I'm going to go too. I know what I'm doing. fishing anytime soon. I got to feel better. Because I'd rather do the boat thing than the bridge thing. Oh, I ain't fishing off a bridge. I mean, there's certain bridges that you can fish off that are very good. First of all, towards the Keys, there's a lot of areas that you can go off on the side of the bridge and there are some good fish that pass through there. I've done it many, many times. I've spent many nights on those bridges overnight doing that kind of fishing. Very cool experience. If you haven't done it, that's something cool. That's You know what? If you want to test the toughness of your son, that's one way that you can possibly test it. Get out there at that bridge at 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock. He, he probably survived that one. Really? You get out there on the bridge at 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock. There's mosquitoes and stuff like that. It's a long night. You don't get out of there until maybe 1 o'clock in the afternoon when it starts getting hot, and then you call it a day. So you're doing an all-nighter, and you're doing some fishing. And It's not as easy as it sounds. Yeah, you're like, all right, I'd rather do that because there's not as much sun. It's not as easy as it sounds. It's a long night, but it's a lot of fun. Gotcha. I'm down. Like, you want to go do it? I'm down, bro. 100% I'm down. I don't trust Miami anymore for that stuff. No, we're going to the problem. Keys, bro. Old Miami. No, you're going to the Keys. Shopping. You're going to the Keys. I, we're not doing that in Miami. There's nowhere to do that in Miami. So a lot, you, uh, keys? you go to the Keys. You go to the Keys off that main strip. What is that, US-1? Off that, off that main road. Innocently go stand on one part of, the, of a bridge. But there's bridges that are off. Guy swears that he's been fishing off there for 20 years and making his money and comes at you to gaff you or something. I don't know. Miami's no, man, not place, at all. Man. Not at all, bro. Miami's a strange place. It's not Miami. It's Keys. Right. I'll, I'll take it under advisement. Is that all right with you? I'll take your personal, your, your security guards. I beg your pardon? Those, those guys that you walk around with that are like in suit and tie. I don't know. You've become this big social media oh, guy. Oh, stop it. Oh, please. <laughs> For the life of God, don't do that. You're better than that. <laughs> you're so much better than that. I don't know why you're so afraid. Let's go fishing, bro. Come on, man. I don't know. Now I'm, now I'm starting the question. Your toughness. No, you don't have to question it at all. I'm just saying. I'm not. Wait a minute. Didn't we just go fishing a few weeks ago, you and me? Yeah, but hold on a minute. That's different than doing an overnight thing. The overnight thing is totally different than just going out during the day, getting there in the morning, and then coming back at night. I'm talking about getting there at 11, 12 o'clock in the morning, and you leave at 11 in the, in the morning, and you do your 11 hours on the bridge overnight. Mm -hmm. That's where you catch the best fish, by the way. I don't know if you know this. I didn't know that. Yeah. And then you get it right in the morning where they even more of them come out. But it's amazing. You're convinced of this, aren't you? The best fish there? I happen to think that. If you're going to go off a bridge, that's your best bet. Really? Yeah, that's 100% that's your best bet. If not, you got to go off a boat. And that's usually why I'm doing the boat thing because I don't do the fishing thing anymore. I remember when, my, when we were kids, my dad used to wake up and go, yo, let's go fishing. One o'clock in the morning, we'd be out there. And we'd, leave, we'd come back home at 11 o'clock in the morning, take a nap and ready to go. 
I was a kid too, man. I was like nine years old, ten years old when he used to take me out there to go do that stuff. Got some stories. We drove all the way. To, remember, I remember when we drove through the keys to go to Lad's house, and then I we drove through Carson Road. And I was like, yo, we used to go fishing off of this bridge right here. Obviously, that bridge has changed a lot, but that used to be our little go-to bridge that wasn't too far from the house. We drove there one time, and there were so many mosquitoes that by the time that we packed up all our stuff and started walking to the bridge, we had to turn around and go back to the car because just say, brother, just there's no way we're gonna be able to handle this more than ten minutes. It was that bad. They were just sticking to you. But let me ask you, if you don't, if you wear the stuff that covers you. Oh, we had the stuff that covered you. We had spray and everything. And they were just sticking to you. We, you, you would look at your shirt. Part you of your epidermis shirt. was uh, exposed? You would look like, oh, no. I mean, yeah, your, my hands were exposed. My neck was exposed. My face was exposed. And you look at your shirt, and they're just sticking on the shirt. You know there's a lot of mosquitoes when they're sticking on the shirt. It was really bad. It was like going through a swarm of mosquitoes, pretty much. And they were just going anywhere. My dad said, the hell with this. We went back home. I'll never forget that day. He said, I'm not doing this. We're out. I brought it up to my dad the other day. We were talking about it. I was like, hey, dad, remember that day? He was like, yo, that was one of the worst days I've ever decided to go fishing in my entire That's life. crazy, huh? Yeah. Why am Miami so susceptible? I guess because this is, uh, what do I call this? A rainforest. Well, it's very swampy down there in the Keys. So. In Serengeti here. I don't know what. It's freaking... I bless the rains down in Africa. This, this, this place is. Whew. This place is wow. Just saying. That's a good memory to have. Remember the time the mosquitoes almost ate us to death? Oh, those were the good old days. The good old days. But those are stories that you remember for the rest of your life. I'm sure. But I what I don't understand is if you're covered, how the hell they got to you? Bro, I'm telling you, my hands are not covered. All right, I have pants on and a, and a long sleeve shirt, but my hands aren't covered, my neck isn't covered, and my face isn't covered. So where, where, if they can't get you anywhere else other than your hands and your face, where do you think they go? So I'm swatting my face, I'm swatting my face. The moment you put your hand on for a second, all of a sudden you look and there's four mosquitoes on your hand. And then getting in the car was awful because remember you got to open the door to get into the car. So once you get into the car and you close the door, there's 20 mosquitoes flying around inside of your car. And now you're playing the, the clapping game. So you're pretty much do, giving them a standing ovation until they kind of clear out. Get in the car, take off, lower the windows, and hope that they get out of the windows. It was definitely my browser. I went to Google Chrome, and it's working like a gem now. Google Chrome so much better. Gosh, it's so much better. I had to download it while you were talking. I was downloading it. I had to download it. I, I was being an IT specialist. Oh, is that your computer? Yeah. Okay, because I had to download it on your work computer. Oh, I have it on my work computer, which I haven't opened today. Right. All right, we come back from break. How is football going to survive this? We, we talked to Will Manso yesterday. We did so much that it's not worthy to replay the interview because there are some dated stuff already in there. But he makes a comment about not, under, not knowing how we might be able to finish the football season. I don't think we finish it. There's a lot of factors that aren't even being... Like, what happens when you get one of those 40-degree or 30-degree games where they're breathing and the smoke... Is coming up like. Didn't even think of that. Right now, one of the forms of prevention in baseball is they don't, when they're in the same space, they don't even drink or eat, which I didn't even know that was something. Me neither. I didn't even know about that. I, I don't know how football that. survives this, man. I'm just, I'm sitting back and I'm watching quietly and I'm, I'm wondering. But we're going to talk about that. And, well, everything else you would talk about on a fried day, because we're fried. Remember, 10 o'clock hour, the unveiling of the Dana Lisa. 
We'll have Jacob Brunner in the 9 o'clock hour. Talk some baseball. So a lot of stuff to get to on the other side. Good morning, amigo. Sirius XM 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio. Sirius XM Channel 145. Yo, Sway Calloway, Sway in the Morning, World Famous Wake Up Show, MTV. We worldwide. Welcome to Slam Radio. This is where they get busy. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. at you today at 11 we'll have the youth and then at 12 a return of an old school show here on slam radio the boys the lawyers are back in town how about that you think they have enough time to get to all the stuff they've missed yeah buddy <laughs> yeah buddy <laughs> it's gonna be an interesting show so kiri and renee and the gang it's usually kiri renee and a couple of their friends uh, but it does make for pretty good radio. They're for actually quite impressive. Kiri's very impressive. Um, see how they acclimate to the Zoom environment. But it should be a lot of fun. You know, we are all ears when the boss is on the air. Right? Absolutely. He hates. You know that he hates when I do that, right? For real? Why? I'm not your boss. Really, Renee? <laughs> then who are you? <laughs> I tell Renee. And, and then Mr. Brother saying, hi, how are you? I'm, okay. What is the problem with both of you? I like, do the same thing to you. My you give me the same reaction. Problems? You boss me on the slam radio side. You boss me in the classroom side. Like you're my boss. You do that to all. Of me. You do that to me all the time. So oh, I, stop I, it! I always laugh, but uh, I'm looking at the text that I have with Kiri from the past, and not that long ago, I sent him a text to let him know on the Ides of March that well, show would be on hiatus. <laughs> Until further notice. So, it is. Remember, 940, we'll have Jacob Rudner, our baseball insider. He's our baseball insider. He's not doing work with the Dodgers anymore, but you know I'm going to bring up Joe Kelly. Yeah, of course we are. But he's our friend now. Joe Kelly's my friend. I like Joe Kelly. He's our hero. He's a badass. He's an American hero. I don't even care that he beat Austin Romine's ass. While he wore a Yankee uniform. Maybe Austin still wears one. I wouldn't know. All fine and dandy. And then, of course, the unveiling of the Dana Lisa. All highly anticipated. I'm not really sure about that, but whatever. We, we shall figure it out indeed. But it should be an action-packed morning. You doing your countdown there? What is that? Yeah, that's a countdown that's set up back here. Sounds like a bomb is going to explode. 
explode. Yeah, it's the Mona Lisa's gonna be exposed. Remember my days of munitions maintenance, that, that sound makes me very uneasy. Makes me very nervous. Did you realize that? No, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. Very uptight. Just saying. Are we, are we safe? We're good. This is just the timer is set for the unveiling of the Mona of uh, the Danalisa. So it's the countdown to the Danalisa. Correct. And it's got to sound like a countdown to the end. Period. <laughs> You're the one that wants to look at it that way. Well, the sound. I'm just saying. It's better than the other. It's better than the other alarm I found. You think? Yeah, the other alarm sounded like the world was coming to an end. Explain how. And I was like, yeah, that's too much. That's really how it sounds, huh? Yeah. Like, that's too much. I'll I'm take good. that on the invite. I had never heard it that way before. No, I tried my best. It's true, I had it. So I'm getting used to being on social media. I don't. I'm sorry, bro. I'm trying. It's not the easiest thing in the world, man. You know what it is with me, Frank? It's just that I don't live my life on the gram. Some mm -hmm. people really do. Yeah, some people do. I can't do it. I'm there for a little bit, and then I just put it away. And then people are like, you don't ever look. And I'm like, I do look. I look maybe for like 15 minutes, and then I put it away because I can't live on that all day. Some people really think, you know, that it, it goes through here. But for me, it really doesn't. So look what I brought today, Frank. What's that? A banana. I brought a banana. A banana. Nice. Well, remember we were, I was told that I needed to have one of these a day. And I had yet embarked on that mission, hmm. if you know what I mean. I know exactly what you mean. But I bought a banana today. So you went out of your way yesterday to the, go to the supermarket so that that's you could go ahead and buy a banana. That's different. I see. Almond milk, schmalmond milk. I told you I don't like that stuff. I don't even like thinking about it. You're like, oh, you got to try it. Okay. You got to try it? No. Because you're a baby. It was there for you. I brought it for you. You didn't try it because you're a you baby. I enjoyed it, though. I saw you. you oh, I loved it. it. I scarfed it down. Mm -hmm. I didn't even bring you that much. Good for you. It washed down my Memba toast with my peanut butter there you go, very well. Damn Memba toast. Why you got to say it like that, man? Because that's what it is. It's not. It's Melba toast. But it, it, you don't call it something it's not. It's Memba toast. It's Melba <laughs> toast. Do you have any other words you destroy? I do, but I can't think of it right now. So I'll, mm. give me a moment and I'll let you know. Melba toast. Banana, not banana. Oh, anemone. I'm sorry? <laughs> an anemone. Instead of, um, oh, man. Word I don't bother with that word. Anymore. Yeah, it came from, it's a, it's a movie quote from Finding Nemo. And, and, see, I can't even say it right now. Yeah, you'll be all right. I live in an anemone. My wife destroys Jaguar. Oh, that's, that one drives me nuts. Jaguar. It's Jaguar. I'm like, it's Jaguar. She's like, I can't say it like that. I'm like, you can say guar, right? She was like, yeah, guar. I'm like, so say jaguar. She does it to annoy me, though. I see right through her. I guess, but, but jaguar is incorrect. Extremely incorrect. It's Very jaguar. much incorrect. It's jaguar. It's a jaguar. So why is that so difficult? I don't know, but she makes it extremely difficult. Don't ask me. You to make the same mistake. 
Don't ask me. She's the one that makes it extremely difficult for whatever reason. She's like, she's just adamant about it. And she does it in the middle of a sentence. So I know it's not just to upset me. She'll have, be in the middle of a sentence and she'll pop in Jaguar. Like, so it does bother you. I, I just, so then you maybe. don't, so you're not as voc, so you're like vocabulary. No, but she just sounds like a fool when he sa she says it like that. Like there's certain things that I do just to bother you. And you know that I'm doing it just to bother you. You, you're definitely Mr. Vocabulary. You're 100% vocabulary. You're always correcting me on how I talk. Both on and off the air, by the way. Just saying. I think deep down inside, you don't like to mispronounce words. Um, I, bro, have you heard me talk? Huh? I mispronounce words all the time. I know you do. Yeah, so do you think I care about how other people pronounce words or not? No, I'm not one of those people that whom. But the Jaguar whom. thing bothers you. Jaguar, just because she sounds like a fool. That one bothers you, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Don't bother me as much as it bothers you. Okay, well, thank you for and making I'm me sound like the bad guy. According to you. Thank you for making me sound like the bad guy. All right. I'll take that your word. No big deal. Um, so we, I think it was in the last hour... I sort, of I sort of brought up, what the hell was that? I brought up a notion that I was concerned about football. Mm -hmm. Football. Um, did you see Tom Brady working out with his team? I did see it. He's throwing seeds, bro. He's ready to go. Tampa Bay Bucks champions. If there is only one reason that I want to see a football season start and finish without consequence, it's to watch because I want to see Tom Brady win a championship again. <laughs> Ridiculous. If it's not going to be the Dolphins, and odds are it won't be, I want to see the Tampa Bay Bucks win a championship. I want to see that shit-eating grin that he puts on his face when he wins. He was throwing seeds yesterday. He was absolutely throwing seeds yesterday. I have laughed watching that warm up. People running patterns. He's like, zip, zip. Absolutely zip. throwing seeds I'm yesterday. I'm like, oh my oh, God. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? This guy's really 42 years old? He was throwing them. 100% he was. It was crazy. My goodness. I looked at him. I was like, look at this guy throwing these passes. No, nah, he was throwing seeds. He was throwing seeds, kid. So that's always fun to watch, but in the back of all of our minds, because I know I'm not the only one. That sounds like the world's coming to an end. Yeah, I guess an alarm. Oh, boy, Little Havana and its ambient sound. I love it. I can't stop. Part of our show. Drives me nuts. It's like, our, it's like part, of the, part of the interruption has that wall of like all these kind of figures and pictures and stuff like that. That's our wall. It's our ambient sound. Feels at home. So, the one thing about Brady that, I mean, if I read this article, I'd be a little concerned, right? But he does mention that he forgot that learning a new playbook is, uh, is tough, really tough, according to him. Well, he hasn't had to do it in a long time. Career. He's only had to do it one time in his career when he, when he, when he got into the NFL. He says, quote, it's been different having the opportunity over this time to move and to, for example, study my playbook. I mean, I really haven't had to do that in 19 years. So mm -hmm. you forget, man, that's really tough. 
like all of the different terminologies he was saying Thursday. You're going back a very long time in my career to really have to put the mental energy in like I did. I have to work at it pretty hard physically still. But I put a lot of time and energy into making sure I'm feeling good in order to perform at my best. But mentally, I think that's been the thing that's obviously had its challenges. Oh, a very forthcoming Tom Brady. I like that. It's a new side of him. I've never seen that side of him. Belichick wouldn't let him say something like that. Now would he? No, not at all. But then again, he didn't have this problem with Belichick. I feel it. I feel it. All right, we're going to go to break, Frank. When we come back on the other side, we'll discuss some more stuff. Association, baseball. Remember, 940, we'll have Jacob Rudner on. 10 o'clock hour, we're doing the unveiling of the Dan Elisa. Remember, 11 o'clock, the youth comes on. 12 o'clock, the boys. It's Friday right here in Slam Radio. So we are fried today. And we'll be back. Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio. Sirius XM Channel 145. Reality. Stelio Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said, Mr. Worldwide, put it down right now with the legendary, the one, the only, it's official, Slam Radio. If you think it's a game, play with it. Dolly. He's out of his freaking mind. He's nuts. Crazy. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. All right, we're back here on Good Morning Amigo. Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Remember, at 11 o'clock, we got the, bo- uh, the boys. Listen to me. The youth and then the boys at noon. That should be fun. Just ate a banana, Frank. How do you feel? How do you feel? So I, I can't lie. Then don't lie. I don't feel half bad. Like, it I haven't had a banana in so long. It, I had that whole when I ate it. Just, it's a banana for crying out loud. It's not that deep. You know it's really good? A banana with peanut butter. Yeah, actually, that is very good. Delicious. So, but I bit into the banana. I was like, oof, okay. This is sweet. This is, oh, gosh. I fin- by the time I finished eating banana, I was like, oh, that felt good. Mmm. My belly said thank you. Mmm. <laughs> like, it was... Well invited, like that was awkward. You made your your tummy sound like, like my. Be- oh, I'm telling you, my belly was like, "Thank you, Larry." Mm. You got a baby Yoda in there? I don't know. I mean, it's part tasty, part satisfying. Like it just felt pretty decent eating it. Good, good. I'm happy. So, so the first lady has given you your first acknowledgement of the day. She says, "Yes, banana and peanut butter, very good." Oh my God, it's a miracle. Yeah, it's gonna be downhill after this. You know it's going to be downhill for you after this. Mm-hmm. It's not your thing. I got it. I totally get it. I have my old man stuff here. I have my heating pad. I do. Look. Can't live without it. You know, I make fun of myself. The truth is I had a massive car accident almost a year ago today. Wow, it's been that long already, huh? Yeah. And... Like, I have three different things I should be having surgery on. Rotator cuff, labrum, and the uh, herniation and pinching of the of the discs. Mm-hmm. Whatever. You're not a fan of surgeries, though. 
So, of course, uh, I, was, I was applauded for my turkey burger choice of dinner yesterday. Not so much dinner, as, you know, the late afternoon meal. And I accompanied it with a little sweet potato. It's not dinner. Why? Did you have something else other than that that was dinner? I did. I'm not going to really talk about it because I'll get in trouble if I talk about it. Yikes. Well, so I'll be honest. It, well, you're going to get in trouble for what you ate not, and for I don't think. I actually don't think I'll get in trouble. Here's why. You overate. This is all seriousness now. So it was a pasta that was made, and it, it had some garlic in it. It had lemon juice, right? But there was very little butter in it. It wasn't buttery at all. And when I asked, hey, you know, did you put butter in this? She said, well, I only put a little so that it'd have a little, so it wouldn't get dry or sticky. Right. Um, the one thing she did that was like, oh, gosh. She took some prosciutto, she seared it, and then just included it after the boiling and separation of all this as an after garnish. So I didn't really delve into the prosciutto. Okay, so I had one little small piece. It, they weren't very big pieces. I just The flavor was good. I will say it made a little flavor in the, in the actual whatever that was. You want to call it a sauce. Whatever was the base of of the pasta but truth be known i thought it was i thought it was pretty up and up i was kind of full already i just wanted to put something in my stomach i didn't need a lot a lot of it um but it it wasn't doused at all in fact you know sometimes when you have butter stuff on the bottom like the butter will sit on like there wasn't even so it was very little butter very there was no cheese on it proud of me about that i'm sure no cheese The first lady's confusing me. I, I, no, I mean, I, you tried a little bit and it didn't make you sick. No, I mean, I. it really wasn't. I don't think you could have complained about this meal, first lady. Mm -hmm. First lady. <laughs> Frank, there's nothing. I mean, really, it's, it's, it's a light butter used in my house. It's not even the overbearing butter full of dairy, you know. And... I, I imagine she used a little to sear the prosciutto, which I didn't necessarily eat, but was in the base of what is... You can't even call it a sauce, guys. It was a flavored type of sauce. Trying to justify your meal? No. I'm, I, and I didn't overeat. I was like, all right, I'm going to eat until I'm full. And I got full pretty quick because I had a late afternoon lunch. So this was, you know, three and a half hours removed from my lunch. You were having a 6.30, 7 o'clock dinner. And I'm like, I'm not really hungry. But rather than say no, I was like, no, I'm going to eat whatever I got to eat now. And I stopped. And it was good. Good. It worked out well. I had meatloaf and mac and cheese. Meatloaf and mac and cheese. No, I didn't go down that road. I'm, wait, I'm waiting for Being the... asked if the pasta was, was carb-free. I'm waiting for the finger wag. A guy who prides himself being from Bensonhurst, like, plays Godfather music all the time in the background on his show. And feels like he's less than because he cut corners on this pasta dish and it sounded way too Americanized for a good boy from Brooklyn. And you're asking me if my pasta's club free? What have I ever done to end this disrespect from you, First Lady? You, you want too much. 
in our culture, things are laid in for generations. When we eat pasta, we eat it like good Italians. <laughs> oh, man. Come on. Carb-free. No. Nor would I ever have any pasta that was carb-free. Promise you. chance no chance i don't know how david does it man david Bro. is the first lady's husband yeah i got that so i'm gonna call him the first dude first <laughs> the first dude he's the first dude bro <laughs> but she bait and switches this poor guy bro she makes him believe he's eating one thing and he's eating something else. I would absolutely kill her if she was like, Honey, I'm making pasta. <laughs> no, 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 no. She no. takes the good pasta. She puts this carb-free nastiness in there. <laughs> See, I tried that once with my wife, and I've been trying to get her to try venison. So she's always like, I'm never going to oh. try it. I'm never going to try it. I'm never going to try it. So then one day, I went ahead and we made venison. And I didn't tell her what it was. We oh, told her that it was pulled pork. That. Bro, she didn't, she couldn't tell the difference. I'm not, so all of a sudden, like, where she's like, oh, my God, this is delicious. This is so good. I'm like, yeah, and it's super healthy for you. There's no carbs. She's like, how did you take the carbs out? And I'm like, because it's venison. She got so mad at me. But I'm like, but you just finished saying it was delicious. I can't eat Bambi. So you know that one? I don't want to say I'm wrong, but when I do know that there's a, like, I'm not 100% right this. Funny enough, she sends me a, a link there's a company that does pasta free, uh, carb free pasta. My bad, because this is the one I have tried that's pretty good. Okay. And they've been around for years, if I remember correctly, because I went with this option back in my flag days. So I would get, I had the both best of both worlds. I wasn't loading up, loading up on carbs. But I was eating pasta. It was good for my, for my, uh, my stamina and playing these games. And Dreamfields, I don't think that's a new company. I'm, I'm relatively certain. They've been around a bit. Um, yes, that stuff is good. I will, because she says, don't knock it till you try it. You know, of course. Um, but it, it, this stuff is kind of good. I remember having the penne regatta. Uh, regatta, I'm sorry, particularly. Um, shout out to one of my heroes, by the way. He's joining us on live. Uh, Pickleball Andy, man. Pickleball Andy's joining. Hey, what's up, Andy? And Andy's been through a bunch of surgeries. He has not had an easy time recovering, but he is such a positive dude. Man, and I, I happen to think is when you live life that way, right? You, um, I don't know what you're doing. What are you doing? I can't hear you. I, don't... I still can't hear you. You can't hear me at all? Now I hear you. You have to turn on your mic for that. Yeah, well, I was trying to talk to you off here. Oh, I, look. You don't have them on? I mean, well, how the heck day. am I supposed to talk to you off air? I don't know. Bad signal went up, just saying. Oh, okay. That's good. Andy. Pickleball Andy. What's up, Andy? We miss you around He's here. He's the man. Yeah, we miss you around here. Always a good perspective on sports. I'm sure he's watching that Panther series intently. But, man, you know, he's, he's had stuff in his life, and he's overcome everything in such a positive manner. I love that guy, bro. I remember tough times in my life. I just pick up the phone and call. Mm -hmm. But man, I just want to talk to you for a little bit. Because his tone of voice, his pace of conversation, he's the kind of guy who put his arm around, yeah, man, you're going to be all right, man. Don't worry about it. Like, what? 
There was a pickleball. God bless him, bro. There was a pickleball video that went on the on on some. I think it was on Twitter not that long ago, and I zoomed in to see if it was Andy. All these guys sucked, and I'm like, and I tweeted, I was I'm like, it's Andy. definitely not Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Andy's a G. Oh man, he always been that kind of guy, man. Ah, he's gonna be fine. You're gonna be. He, he was. He, nothing wavers him, and I, dude, I. I'm proud to call him a friend, and I, I'm telling you, he's a, he's a modern-day hero in my eyes because he's a guy, stands up for what he believes in, does what he says he's going to do, uh, sets a goal and reaches it, exudes positivity to the people around him, his friends and others. Um, just just a stand-up guy. Stand-up dude. Thanks for joining us, man. I was wondering, I go, man, has he been listening? I haven't heard from him. So I'm glad to see that he's uh, he's popped on. Hope the surgeries, you're recovering from the surgeries well, and... We'll see you kick an ass in pickleball when we get back to things. Dreamfields. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit up that pasta. I don't know if you can get it at. I don't remember where I got it. I can't think I got it at, at Publix. Field of Dreams. No, it's called Dreamfields. The pasta, bro. You always gotta machucad everything. <laughs> machucando, machucando, machucando. <laughs> That's an old school Daddy Yankee song, bro. Yes, I know. Okay, good. Just in case. So apparently my instincts were right about my sweet potato craving the last couple of days. Why are your instincts right? Did you know sweet potato has some very, very... Um, it's good for menopause? I guess it's good. It's rich in <laughs> anthocyanin antioxidants. I love how you just let that sit there. Because uh, you're inane sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is good against the effects of obesity, blood sugar regulation. Go figure, sweet potato. Like you're always told, oh, that's ain't good. Nah. It it does if you put it, it in like in, with yeah. When you uh, put cinnamon and marshmallows, marshmallows, right? <laughs> of course. But you have to put the cinnamon butter. We talked about this the other day. You have to do the cinnamon butter. I don't care what the first lady says. You have to. Those sweet potatoes do not taste that good without the butter. Listen, when you have a baked potato, you put butter, right? So why can't you put cinnamon butter here? I don't know. I'm I'm going through menopause. I don't quite understand what you're saying. <laughs> I'm confused. I'm baffled. <laughs> Clown. <laughs> I'm being told it is carried at Publix, which means that probably at some point I bought it at Publix. Then. It's not during the pandemic. I'm going to buy this stuff at Publix moving forward. It's not during the pandemic. That, and you see, that's when you stick your foot in your mouth. Because I'm like, I'm not eating that stuff carb-free. And... I've tried other ones, and they suck royally, including the top brands try to do their own, and they're horrible. They taste like utter garbage. But for some reason, once I saw that, I go, wait a minute. I've tried that one. That one's good. That one's good. That's a good one. Mmm, good. Bro, the banana has me feeling like a million bucks, bro. What's going on? I'm going to start listening to this lady. She may have some answers until she gets to the green juices and... And ginger this and ginger that. I'm going. I'm going to Publix this week. I'm gonna get my stuff to infuse my water. I'm gonna get my apple cider vinegar. I'm gonna get bananas. <laughs> Andy's telling us he'll be back on the courts in a few weeks. Yes, it's my man. You're so my boy. we are his official fan club here at Slam Radio. You're my boy. He just hasn't been. It's been a while, but once he gets touring again. He has the backing of a national radio station. Yes. Pickleball Andy, bro. That's our guy, bro. Love it. You're my boy. He's definitely my boy. She says, no green juice today. All right. 
So did you know that there is a, a drink, Frank? I want you to, don't, don't get thrown off by this, but there's a drink that allows you to live longer, it reduces the risk of Alzheimer's, and, and actually boosts longevity. It's also illegal in most countries. No. <laughs> Have you ever had turmeric latte? Huh? Are you speaking English? You don't know what turmeric is, do you? No, never heard of it. So, tumor sounds like tumor. You've never had turmeric juice? Never heard of it. Well, I'm just saying these 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 turmeric lattes are mixed with, with your almond, cashew, or coconut milk, which I've got a funny feeling Yendi would say, coconut milk for sure. Why not almond milk? Boy, I change her voice every time I imitate her, don't I? She sounds nothing like that. No, not at all. You know, she knows my brother-in-law, right? For real? Yeah, she knows Bretto. She went to school with Bretto. Oh, my God, it's a small She knows Miss Abascal. <laughs> she probably knows Victor from Sweet Dogs. Miss Abascal lived across the street from her. It was a friend or a neighbor. She probably knows Victor from Sweet Dogs. I'm like, you know what? I didn't think about it. And you know who she also knows is, uh, is uh, one of our alum, one of our alum's uh, dads, Alex. Oh, yeah. From Day uh, Tech Date, Solutions. Right. He graduated. He's a little older because he graduated with my wife. So she might not know him, but all these characters. Yeah. So the thing is, is this is a very common drink uh, in certain regions, in certain areas, if you will. Um, I didn't know this. I was completely unaware of this. I'm not sure how turmeric comes into play here. Um, I don't remember what turmeric tastes like, but if it's what I think it is, it tasted pretty good. Um, but I might be wrong. Um, do you know Okinawa? Have you ever been to Okinawa before? You, you've traveled the world? Never been to Japan. Okay, so apparently in Okinawa... The island nation is hailed for having one of the world's longest average lifespans, a staggering 81 and a half years. And all they do is they pop turmeric drinks over there, boy. They are said to drink copious quantities of the hot beverage and could suggest their drinking habit could influence their life longevity. So you drink Jameson, these guys drink turmeric, and they, they live till 104 or so. So you're saying I'm not going to live to 104 drinking Jameson? No. I'll tell you, if you look at this turmeric at face value here, like, I'm not drinking this. I know some old Irish guys, bro. And now that I'm thinking about it, the, what I'm thinking is turmeric, it's not. It has an intense flavor, so it's recommended to add in different spices and herbs. Oh, God. I'm sure these Irish guys drank a lot of Jameson. And then, of course, you know what it says to do, right? Add some ginger. Oh, oh no. Oh. You lost me. Oh. The only, time that, I eat ginger ginger the only time that I eat ginger is between sushi rolls. Oh. Gosh, this is unbelievable. She always does this to me, doesn't she? You don't eat ginger between sushi rolls? It cleanses I don't your eat palate. sushi rolls. <laughs> Shut up, for real. But you love that sushi maki place by your house. First of all, do not ever say blasphemy like that again. Oh, my. Sushi bombs. Oh, okay. But you do go there. All the time. So what do you eat there? I don't eat the, the, the rolls. When have you known me to eat? I don't know. I thought maybe that you dabble in the sushi rolls. No. So you're not a, a, an expert with the chopsticks. At all. I eat with a fork. So you take the chopsticks and use them as drumsticks. Drumsticks, correct. <laughs> I do my best neoprene really every time I go sushi, to eat sushi, bro? Huh? You really don't eat sushi? No. Does your family eat sushi? Yes. But Except you Anthony. But what, yeah, Anthony's Anthony doesn't eat anything. Like Anthony doesn't eat anything unless there's a chicken tender in it. 
That's a funny joke, but at least he's not eating raw fish and risking his life. It's Sorry. delicious. I like my fish cooked. Sorry. Oh, my God. You're, we're going to need to expand your horizons oh, of your don't palate. Need to expand that, man, man. I don't want any part of that roll. Get some wasabi, put it in your soy sauce or your I'll eel sauce. I'll tell you, if I would ever try a roll, it would be at Sushi Bombs. Only because it's clean and... How do you know it's clean? I know my boys got that down on lockdown. Oh, but good. even still... I, nothing is ever called. Let's start with the basics. You can have a California roll, which really doesn't have. Let me ask you a question. Do you it has not like think vegetables. I've tried a California roll? Before? So then what? So what's up? Once. Okay. So if like I would it. have liked it, don't you think I would have had it many times? You probably had a bad one. You didn't have it at sushi bombs. It was uneventful. You didn't have it at sushi bombs. It was like uneventful. It. A California roll. Because tell me, it has avocado. What else? Uh, cucumber. Uh, mm. Avocado, cucumber. You know how much I love cucumber. And something mm. else. It's delicious. It's then wrapped in seaweed. It's amazing, Milian. It really is. So you got, let me tell you, you've won her over. I'm Apparently, I'm persona non grata here. Friday's my she healthy goes, I agree with Frank. Sushi is life. Sushi is my most favorite food in the world. Wow. Listen to Frank. Yeah, I'm going to eat raw fish. Sure. Wow. Bro, you get, yeah. come on, man. You, you would love the dragon roll, bro. Have you the, ever the shrimp is cooked in the dragon roll. It's dipped in, what's that? What's, what are they called? The, the, the fried thing? Eel? eel. Tempura. That's what I was thinking. Tempura is great. Yeah. To put on my rice. Okay, hold on. But the shrimp is cooked with the tempura, so it's a shrimp tempura inside of a roll, and it has a whole bunch of stuff in it, and then it's wrapped with an avocado. It's you, the best roll how much it's I love avocado? Dragon roll. Remember how much I love avocado? With eel sauce. And then it's, mm, eel sauce, delicious. It's amazing. It's sweet. It's sweeter than Have you sauce. ever eaten eel before? Yes. Eel temakis? I have no idea. Eel. Why do you keep pronouncing these words that I have no idea? You can idea. ask without seaweed. Have you guys lost your mind? No, I'm not eating raw fish. Thank you. Larry lost his mind. I eat it all the time. And it says tempura is fried. No tempura for Larry. You see what I mean? Already spoiling the experience. So you're that guy that goes to the sushi place with their family and orders a fried rice? That's me. Oh, my God. Bingo. Not anymore. That's what my wife does. So lame. Not anymore. They bring out a to. boat for me, and I just go ahead and I just pick out different sushis and just go, hmm, this one's good right now. Somebody told eel is like eating a platanito maduro. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> platanito maduro. <laughs> Frog tastes just like chicken. Okay. <laughs> you ever seen The Lion King? Come on. Guys. Uh, eel? No. All right. We're having a sushi taste in here. No, we're not. 100% you have to try have this, man. Have sushi on your time. I don't want that. Bro, That's garbage. 100%. 100%. Uh, we got to do this. No, man. You got to eat the food. No, the no, no, food. man. Nothing. We have to oh, do this. man. So she says, David does the same thing I do. He orders fried rice. That's why he's the first dude. He's my dude. David's my dude. He's going to save me. You, David, and Jenny can go have sushi together and go order I'm fried rice. I'm not having one sushi. Table. You can go over in one table, and me and the first lady will have the boat of sushi in the other table. El único bote que hay con sushi es el embarque de bote que me tienen cuando yo me lo meto y me la como. Y entonces luego, eh, 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 yeah, eel, and all that. Tú me entiendes lo que te estoy diciendo. You guys are crazy. No, what's crazy about it? Come on, man. So turmeric, a plant in the ginger family, of course. How strange. You know what? I'm not going to call her first lady. I'm going to call her ginger. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Mm -mm. No? You don't no, remember that no, show? No. You don't no, remember that show? No, it can no, come no, across no, in so no, many no, different no. ways, and you don't want to do well, that. Well, that's right. No. Nowadays, everybody gets offended yes. by what they say. Yes. And if you have the wrong person listening, they're going to think you're making fun of them. No. Yes. Yes. Gilligan, the skipper, too. 
The millionaire and his wife. No. The no, movie no. star. No. The professor no, 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 and no, 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 isn't Ginger no. in there somewhere? No. I don't know. Maybe. Oh, gosh, I can't even say Ginger anymore. Bro. Remember what I said yesterday, bro? Bro. Me limpio la naga con todo el mundo. Bro. Remember I said it. Si no le conviene what I say, go listen to something else. Now, Yandy, of course, adds, Ginger's a stripper name, so she wants uh, no part of there's that. There's that, too. There's that, too. I wouldn't know what a stripper's name is. Liar. I wouldn't. Well, you know I don't like those places. Anymore. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 940, we'll have Jacob Rudner on with us. Um, that's going to be a pretty cool interview. Shout out to our Slam Radio daughter, Stephanie Perez, is watching us on live. What's up, Steph? Mamita, te quiero. That's the goat right there. daughters and sons that I've inherited over the years here at Slam. That's my homegirl. She calls me viejo. I don't care. It's one of the nieces that I've inherited here over yeah. the years. Yeah, they, they become my kids. They become your... <laughs> nieces and nephews. You become Uncle Frank, bro. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Uh, that's great. That's great. Oh, well, look at... Bro, I keep getting a lot of love from some people in the end. Hold on, the but since, since Stephanie's listening, though, just get off that gator trip. You're making me sick. Oh, yeah, she sort of likes the gator. No, no, just, you're making me sick. But She's hey, got some bad influence on that one. Can we give a shout-out to Shay on the air? We absolutely can. I thought about her the other day, I man. I was thinking about her the other Shay's day. Listening. And she pops on the live. You know, we love her. Yo, Shay, guess what we got into? We got into the office. I'm sure she's laughing oh, right she now. she must be laughing Bro, because she would always, I'm she would always five. She would do the reports, right? She would sit here, do the reports, and then she would just watch it with no, her, with her AirPod on. No, you got the wrong Shay. Huh? You got the wrong Shay. Oh, man, then never mind. Not our former student, Shay. My bad, my bad. Which one? Shay, on the air. Oh, what's up, Shay? You just finished talking about Stephanie. I thought you went and transitioned to another student. Yeah, I did, to the next person on the live, which is a pretty popular person. That's cool. Shay. I'm not looking oh, at yeah. your live. She's awesome. I'm not looking at your live. Does traffic. I don't know if she still does traffic. You know, with so much change after COVID, I don't dare say what people are doing now because I don't know. I don't know if they're doing traffic reports anymore. There's not that much traffic. Oh, apparently you're not driving on the roads I drive. Well, Miami then, I guess, is in phase, I'll do whatever I want. So you're right. There are people all over the world. The road. So, so where did I go wrong in raising Stephanie? I don't know. First thing she's got to learn is when when you put that name on my life, please lowercase the G on that. Absolutely. And remember, remember the lizard has a brain small enough to fit in a teaspoon. That's for you too, Yendi. Just saying. It's a G word. We don't use that word a lot. I can't. We've been showered with love by gators today. I almost have to shut up about it. Let's just put it this way. Paul Castronovo's a gator. One of our students, right? Brianna's brother. His. His Instagram name was so close to Gators because it's kind of like his initials. I told him to scratch it. So I think he actually changed his name because I would always get confused oh, and I would never Torres. respond to him. Yeah, exactly. So I would never respond to him because I thought it was a Gator fan. So I'm like, I don't want to listen to this clown and I would just ignore all his stuff. You, you taught him well. <laughs> I like this story, First Lady, but I'm not going to share it. Sounds very private. <laughs> Ginger to the front stage. Ginger. <laughs> Remember in the 10 o'clock hour, we'll be unveiling. Yep. Dan Alisa. Do you think Dan Marino watches the live for that one? I bet you not. Nobody watches my lives. What are you talking about? Oh, got a few people on. It's fried day. People <laughs> are fried on fried day. I'm a little fried too. Do you run out of gas at the end of the week like I do? 
Usually, yeah. I did last that night. Happened, man. I wasn't using that. I did last night. I'm falling asleep on the mat with my daughter. Yeah, my, I'm out of gas. I'm <laughs> oh, well. All right. We'll come back on the other side. Remember, 940, Jacob Brunner talking Major League Baseball in this hour. 10 o'clock hour, the unveiling of the Danalisa. So we got some stuff to get to before we say goodbye. Take a commercial break right here. And good morning, amigo. Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM Channel 145. Yo, Sway Calloway, Sway in the morning, world famous Wake Up Show MTV. We worldwide. Welcome to Slam Radio. This is where they get busy. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Have you ever heard of Brian McTaggart? Say that again. Brian McTaggart? No, never. 17-year veteran as an Astros beat reporter. Oh, never heard of him. Yeah, he, um, I think he's been getting some uh, MLB umps attention. Really? Yes. That's what it strikes me as. You know, every day I go back and I check what MLB Umps is up to. Yeah, I like how you, like, crack down this account. I think it's very funny what they do. Apparently, whoever runs the page, the ever runs the the account for MLB Umps, uh, has taken a real oomph towards... Anything having to do with the Astros. Um, <clears throat> what's funny is they, they they hold nothing back. Like there's no rhyme or reason. I'm ragging on the Yankees the other day, uh, ragging on the Mets, ragging on just a bunch of stuff. <laughs> I'm going through the account now. It's funny. Thing. Eh, it's funny. It's funny. All right, our next guest used to be one of those beat reporters for the Dodgers. He's not doing that anymore. Good. That way we have him. We can talk baseball with him. I'm going to try to make him laugh. He's a very serious guy. Very, very (laughs) serious. Straight-laced arrow. Most baseball guys are like that. (laughs) I'm going to make his ass laugh today. (laughs) Key Slam Radio's intrepid baseball reporter, Jacob Rudner. Joining us here on Good Morning Amigo. What's up, Jacob? How are you guys? And I, uh, I'm doing. You know, I'm doing. It's not that fabulous. hard to make me laugh. What's that? It's not that hard to make me laugh. Oh, okay. So you do have a sense of humor. Yeah. No, it's there. It's just you got to find it. <laughs> okay. Um. Hold on. So let me ask you a question. If you have a sense of humor, do you not find what happened with Joe Kelly and the Astros comical? I mean, 
Which which part of it's comical? The part where, where Joe Kelly... Okay, yeah, I mean, look, it's one of those things where Joe Kelly is, is the voice for the voiceless a little bit here, and I think what's comical is the Major League Baseball response to what Joe Kelly did. So, you know, I think if you even have half a sense of humor, you you would definitely find that situation funny because it's been handled so poorly. I also think, I, I'm sorry, I think that at some juncture in all of this, no matter how much baseball tries to even the playing field for these guys, as much as they want to try to make sure no one's really going after them, um, the truth of the matter is they're not going to play good baseball. And there's a couple of reasons why. There's too much human element to that. So between getting hit four times in a game, umpires who are never going to say they play sides because they're not supposed to, but deep down inside, we all know they're human beings too. And they probably have to be pissed off that they were cheating. Uh, I can't help to see. Uh, they're not going to get any calls. They're not going to get. I mean, it's them against the world. Some people think that's a good place to be. I think the Astros are mentally weak and they can't be there. I don't know what you feel. I, I, they're 6-6 six and six now. I don't want to judge a result. But that's, that's 12 games in a 60-game 60, 60 season. That's 20% of the season gone. They're playing 500 ball. Three of their guys are hitting under 200 that are normal, proverbial all-stars. I don't think this is going well for them. What do you think? Uh, you know, to, to me, there, there are two big problems. And the first of those is that it's hard to judge a team that has been ravaged early by injuries. And it's hard to look at a team that doesn't have its pitching staff, that doesn't have its normal guys going out there, once every five days to go and throw the ball and say that they've been deeply affected by the human element of being kind of behind the eight ball, so to speak, from what happened two years ago in 2017. That being said, they have looked good as a team as a whole, as far as, as, as their offense goes. But like you said, they do have three guys at the top of their lineup who have just struggled immensely to open the season. So to me, there's a lot of things going on over there. I think that they are, struggling because of the injuries that they've already been facing. They're pitching a single-A rotation in a major league season. They are also struggling with the fact that every team is against them as far as their cheating goes, and I would have to imagine that the human element of umpiring has come back to bite them this year, similarly to how other teams are throwing baseballs at guys' heads. But you know, the the Marlins could claim the exact same thing, except they didn't cheat, get busted, and have everybody hating them. And I know it's a small sample size, but they're playing with misfits, uh, kitchen, kitchen dishwashers, valet parkers. Like They're 6-1 and one with a bunch of guys. And that might not hold up, but in baseball, in this world of 2020, Aren't we rooting for the Marlins and against the Astros? Like, I, I can't imagine that the mentality behind what, you know, goes with, oh, I don't have my whole I think a lot of teams are going through I don't have my whole team. The Astros are going through that and so much more because there's a psychological warfare being, um, being exacted against them. And no matter what baseball can do to, and, and obviously Joe Kelly has uh, appealed the suspension, but no matter what they do with suspending people for hitting them, they're going to keep getting hit, um, and I think they're going to continue to run into these situations. I, I Listen, baseball flunked the test when they could have done more to them. 
Um, because you hold them and give them some sort of immunity doesn't mean you can't find them. And I don't give a rat's ass about the Players Association. You run your league. You do what you're supposed to do. Oh, you don't want to be fined because that's against the rule, against your, your contract or whatever you want to say? No problem. Then we're just going to go ahead and suspend you then. And that's it. What did they learn, Jacob? They didn't learn anything, and they just sat there and made the managers and the owners and the GMs all the scapegoats. When everyone knows that the people who are responsible for this are the people who are playing in Astros uniforms today. It's sickening. Well, you know, it, it's also one of those things where when you don't dish out the proper suspensions and you don't dish out the proper discipline, you open up the door for this vigilante behavior throughout MLB where you have guys taking the liberty to throw at players' heads and to, you know, hit guys. And then when you start to dish out eight-game suspensions, which, by the way, is the equivalent of a 22-game suspension for Joe Kelly in a regular season, you're opening the door for the conversation of where were these suspensions, these 22-game suspensions or more, for the players who cheated two years ago. That, I think, is the biggest question to me, and it's like that's what puts the Astros behind this proverbial wall here where everybody becomes against them because there hasn't necessarily been the same equivalent punishment for the players. There has been more immunity for the players who cheated rather than the players who are taking it into their own hands to provide this quote-unquote justice. Jacob Brenner joins us here on Good Morning Amigo. You like the season so far? It's very unique. I don't want to see it happen again, but the whole race in 60 games here like this and everybody's in a pennant race in August, I always find, I'm finding that to be borderline intoxicating. I kind of like what I see here. Um, are you enjoying it? I love the pressure. I love how much the teams know that they need to win every single game, and I also love how every single team is in it. I think I appreciate the fact that the 16-team playoff, and again, like you said, I personally am not a fan of that in the long term. I don't want to see 16 teams make the playoffs. It's more than half the league. But I do think in a format of 60 games where now every single team, good or bad or medium, has a shot at potentially winning a World Series this year. And to me, that, that does make it exciting. And I, would, I think intoxicating is a great word for what this season has been so far because we are seeing things that are interesting. And, and you know, say what you will about how the league has handled the COVID-19 situation, but you have teams like the Miami Marlins, 6-1, and one, who are very much in this race for the first time in a very long time. And I think that this is the kind of thing that we're going to see, not just now because it's early, but as the season progresses, I think that a lot of these mediocre or young or maybe ahead of their time teams, the Padres, the Marlins come to mind, stay in it, and then give themselves a shot later on. And, you know, we don't know how far they're going to go during the playoffs, but I would say that this season has been interesting because of the level of competition necessary very early in the season. Do you think it'll exact some change? You know, it's tough to say. I think that MLB is looking for ways to speed up the game and to manipulate the game to try and drag in a new audience. I can't imagine that they shorten the season beyond this. I think that, you know, after the battle that the MLB owners versus MLB Players Union put up to start the season with regards to revenue in a shorter season, 
I cannot imagine that they shorten it. But I do think we could see a lot more permanence to things that end up speeding up the game within the game. Maybe there's an expanded playoff format. So, you know, there are pieces of this that I don't think will go away. But I, I can't imagine that this has lasting, drastic changes on the game of baseball, especially after what we saw leading up to the season. Jacob Runner on the phone, joining us from across the country. Or actually, are you still in L.A.? Yeah, still speaking to you uh, from the West Coast. A little early over there. We appreciate you waking up early to join us here on Good Morning Amigo. Um, Looking at teams like the Twins, Cubs, the Yankees, obviously even the Marlins in a joking state, but um, you're looking at teams that so far have gone off to a good start, but there's a lot of teams making the playoffs. So a team like the Astros could struggle during the season, sneak in, and then just get on a ride. I'm not a fan of that big extended playoffs. I'm not a big fan. I think it's way too many teams. But there could be something to say about today's ADD generation and a shorter season captivating people more in baseball. What are your thoughts on that? You know, it's it's funny you say dipping your toes past the 50-mark line within baseball as far as the playoff goes. So 16 teams out of 30 making the playoffs, you've gone too far. Because now you've, Correct. And, and you've reached a point within the season where you can be relatively bad. I would assume that you can probably play roughly 500 ball for 60 games and still be a playoff team and still give yourself a shot at the World Series because as we've seen in the past, it really doesn't matter where you're seated to start the baseball playoffs. You definitely have a shot. A wild card team is just slightly disadvantaged over a team that makes the NLDS outright, or the ALDS outright. And we've seen that this decade. So to me, it's one of those things where you have opened up the door for teams who really don't belong in the World Series conversation to now have a shot at winning that. At the same time, though, I do like that level of competition for a short season. And I think that it's one of those things where you can enjoy a 16-team playoff in an odd year like this one and expand the field because who knows what's going to happen and how many games teams are going to miss, which we've also seen early. But I think, like, like I said, when we move on from 2020 baseball, I can't imagine keeping it at 16 teams because, like you said, it doesn't keep the level of competition within the sport what it used to be. Jacob, before I let you go, Judge has got off to a, uh, a tear. He's got seven homers right now. What? What's the number you think leads the league in homers this year? I, well, first of all, I don't think that he does it. I, I, I think that there are other power hitters that are going to end up creeping back into this conversation towards the end of the year. That being said, uh, I'm, I think I'm going to go with 25. That's the number the we record said. Within, yeah, I think the record within 20, within, it's 29 within 60 games. It was J.D. Martinez with the Diamondbacks a couple years back. I can't imagine that record gets broken, but I think that, that somebody gets really close. So, and by the way, you mentioned Judge. That's a guy that has really returned to the form that we saw him when he broke into the league, pulling the ball a lot more, ripping the ball down the line a lot more. And in the stadium he plays in, that's resulting in a lot more home runs. So he actually could be a guy that ends up breaking a record. He's already got seven 
which is, by the way, that's a crazy number for the amount of games that we've seen. Yes. So it, it could be a record this season, but, but I would say that 25 is my most reasonable guess. Jacob, we appreciate you. You're going to be able to catch Jacob every Friday as we talk some big league baseball. As the pennant races get heated up in August, he'll be our go-to guy on Fridays. I appreciate you jumping on, Jacob. Yeah, appreciate you guys having me. It's uh, good to be back, and I'm looking forward to uh, being on every week. Hey, are we, are we supposed to be rooting for the Dodgers or against them? Like, are we mad at the Dodgers or not? Uh, well, here's the thing. Are you, are, you, are you mad at Joe Kelly? Are you mad at the team that feels it's been cheated in multiple years now? Because to me, yeah, I feel, like I the feel Dodgers sorry for them. For. Yes, I feel bad for them thanks to the Astros. I just I don't like that you're not their reporter anymore. Well, you know, it's, a, it's one of those things where I've got a great opportunity writing about uh, college sports now. But, okay, so then you, know, you, you moved up the ladder and they gave you a pat in the ass and say, way to go, big guy. We appreciate your work here, right? Yeah, that's what happened. Go Dodgers! Yeah, there you go, there's the Go lap. Joe Kelly! Yeah. Woo! Sorry. I was hoping that was the, because, you know, I, I got to stick by my guys, Frank. You know how that is. And he's one of our dudes, bro. I'm not, I'm not playing that game. All right, so good. I got that out of the clear. Yeah, because we've recently become Dodger fans here at Slam Radio. Adding one t- another team to the repertoire along with the Cubs and the Marlins and the, the Yankees. Anybody else, Frank? The A's. The A's. You follow the A's, yes. You're a big fan of the A's now. We're fans of many teams now in Major League Baseball. And, of course, the proverbial, our favorite team on Slam Radio. You know what it is? Who are we rooting for? Anybody who plays the Houston Astros. Take care, Jacob. Thank you, guys. <laughs> See, you didn't laugh much. He's a serious guy. Hey, it was a funny. I always do this for whatever reason. That was funny. It was hilarious. Give me a sec. All right, we got to go to break. So when we come back from break, it'll be the 10 o'clock hour. Guess what that means? It's Danalisa time. Danalisa, Danalisa. Oh, I can't wait to veil, unveil. I'm doing three things at the same time. Bro, look, I have the phone in my hand. I went to go hang up the phone. Instead of hanging up the phone, I, t- I, t- I put the station. You're a wreck. I am a freaking wreck today. So. Well, we'll go to break. We'll be back for the final hour right here on Good Morning Amigo. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. Celia Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but I said Mr. Worldwide, putting it down right now with the legendary, the one, the only, it's official, Slam Radio. If you think it's a game, play with it. Dolly. He's out of his freaking mind. He's not. Crazy. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. maintenance experience in the United States Air Force. I tremble in my boots. Final segment of the program. Check us out. We're on live. 
Because we'll be able to do this on the air. I guess Frank's going to get the microphones set up. I have to be able to broadcast on radio, would I not? That's the plan. I need one of those wireless mics. Got him ready. I know you are. And we're going to enter the vestibule. I love making fun of that name. Who the hell named it a vestibule? I have no idea. When the guy came by with all the signage because you weren't here that day, I was just like, I was like, what's up with this? Like, why vestibule? Can we change the name of this? Like, so random. According to the and fire plan and the fire marshal, you got to keep it the same name. That's what he told me. So this area, for some crazy reason, when they drew it up, I don't know why they thought this was going to be a green room. How? I don't know. <laughs> like, it's so confusing. I, I just don't get it. But nonetheless, uh, the vestibule will unveil our Dan Elisa. Did you know 15 years ago today, Frank, Dan Marino was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame? You had no idea, did you? I had no idea. No idea. Well, I can't hear you, bro. I had no idea. There you are. We love Dan Marino in this place. We, we got to meet him and take a picture with him at Radio Row. He's our guy. That's one more picture than Derry Jeter's taken with us. Facts. Do I sound a little snarky and salty because of that? A little bit. I think so. A little bit. Come on, man. I've invited that guy 22 times over here. It's like ridiculous already. And now there's no reason to. You ready for this unveiling? I guess. What are you doing? Why does it sound like that? So we are getting ready to do the unveiling. We're doing it live on Instagram. Of course, you'll be able to hear it on the air momentarily. We're working on that right now. You're live, Dave. Love that Dan Marino song. That's, that's a good call. So we're getting all the equipment ready. We're going to walk over to the vestibule. You're the taller guy, so you do the unveiling as I film. You know that tall guy, right? Are we ready? We're ready to go, man. I gotta change my glasses for this and everything. We're ready to go. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is a moment we've been waiting for. There you go. The 15th anniversary of his induction into Pro Football's Hall of Fame. You have your Instagram live because that's the purpose of this. Yeah, of course, I left my phone behind. Yeah, I'm sure that's why you did a U-turn right now. Yeah. I hope this music gets you in the mood. Good job, Larry. Yeah. Uh, almost over this. Here we go. There we go. Adana Lisa. Let's go live, baby. Let's do this. Now, do you want this music playing the entire time? See, we're under repairs here. Yeah, you have to play it. All right, fair enough. Dan, Dan, the Demarino. 
about that. <laughs> He's the greatest. Says so better than Brady. Is this better than I don't know? All right, man. So this is like the first time I've ever been part of any sort of unveiling. So I'm not necessarily. Well, sure you're doing the, the unveiling. You're the big guy here. I, one that, uh, I can't reach. I right. need a ladder to just put that up there. Since so we don't have anybody running the board, we kind of got to do like our own drum roll, right? Yes. Well, there we are. So. So here it is, ladies and gentlemen. After much ado, we have been waiting long for this unveiling. Ladies and gentlemen, Slam Radio's version of the Mona Lisa. I introduce to you the Dan Alisa. Okay, not me. You! Uh. Ladies and gentlemen, the Dan Alisa. Oh, this is just beautiful. I'm going to lose my mind walking through this hall. Every day. Look, it's looking at you no matter where. It's looking at me right now. It's looking at me, right it's looking at me here. It's looking at oh, me I here. Like, I don't like this. I don't like this. It's looking at me here. Oh, yes. There you go, ladies and like gentlemen. It. I'm not good at the camera tricks. I didn't turn it in time. So yeah, good, good. when they unveiled, I put my ugly face on there. But that's fine. Good job, bro. That is the Danalisa. That's what it is. Can we put this Drake Look at those eyes. Now? now that we've unveiled it, can we just put it over it for the sake of us? No, no, Chicago Bears fan. The only problem is you have to look into the eyes of why you're never undefeated. No, why you were never undefeated. This hall, it makes eye contact with you, we undefeated. You, one loss. I, I'm kind of feeling, I feel like I'm kind of being violated every time I look at him. Uh, well, you know, he's, he's looking through your soul. <laughs> he's looking he through your soul. stole my soul is what he's doing. There he is, ladies and gentlemen. I still think you should put the velvet ropes around it. You so think I kinda, so? I kind of give it this, like, bang. Yeah, that's uh, what she said. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> it's children. I'm terrible. So apparently our social media savant is a little disappointed. Oh, no. She thought it was something else. <laughs> I don't understand because we actually, in one of our lives this week, we showed it. Before we did all this, so I'm a little confused, but I got to get back to my microphone here. It's done. It'll be posted after the show on my Instagram if you didn't catch it live. That wasn't hard. I was harmless. It's actually more fun than I thought it was going to be. Now the backlash is having to look at that ugly thing every single day. Says the Bears fan. Sorry, I'm not calling. I'm not. It has nothing to do with my fandom. It just has to do that I feel violated every time uh, I walk through. Uh, Never have I been violated in life, but it's just, okay. I'm feeling that way right now. You really feel violated by this. Just stuff. a bit, just a little bit. Mm -hmm. I'm not really sure what the expectations were. Well, expectations, the expectations. That's what it is. That's what we got. We even showed it on the air the other day. I don't understand I'm why confused. people are so surprised. I'm very confused. We explained that it was a drawing rendition. On one side, it was him in his uniform throwing a football, perhaps a touchdown, and the other, it was kind of a drawing of him. And you could see into his eyes, and no matter what angle, it seemed like Dan was looking back at you. We said this. I don't know. I'm just saying. I mean, am I that off? Um, no. I think we threw a curveball. We told everybody what it was already. This was the worst, the worst unveiling in the history of unveilings. First we had of all, already an unveiling. Shown it. Second of all, I guess you liking the unveiling was so two minutes ago because you just said two minutes ago you loved it. Which one is it? 
I said I liked it. I loved it. But I'm, what I'm saying is this was the worst anticipated unveiling in the history of unveilings. Did I say it right for you now, Mr. Professor? You might have. Okay. That's all I'm saying. It's the worst one in history because we showed what it was going to be before we unveiled it. I agree. So whoever's disappointed, I'm just so sorry. But that's the clown circus Which stuff that we do around here. Uh, what are you going to do? Can't do anything about it. Just got to take Go home it. home and call it a week, I guess. Got to take it. You're damn right. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> Hell yeah, sounds like a plan. Just nip it in the bud. Can't believe it's Friday, bro. Told it's, you. Doesn't feel like Friday, though. I, I, let me tell you something. I said it was, you made this big deal about this Mona Lisa thing. You, me, I don't want it up. That's exactly the point. You made a big deal about it. How did it, How is that making a big deal out of it if I'm the one that don't want it up and you're the one that's been blasting it on social the media for the last week? ever. And that's just, fine. You're that's just mad. I'm not mad. Ah, uh, Yes, you are. You think I'm dumb. I'm, no. I know exactly what has you pissed. What is it? Uh, I'm not even getting into it right now. It has nothing to do with anything, man. Mm -hmm. Out of your mind. It mm -hmm. has, you think you have this stuck in your head that it has to do with this whole notion that it's because I'm a Chicago Bears fan. Really? That's, that's what you that's it has, it's, it's, That was it the first thing that came out of your mouth. To do that, right? That was the first thing that came out of your mouth, Milian. Right? Oh, it's because you're a Bears fan. You don't no. think? It has to do with him looking and locking eyes with you immediately. You don't like and it's not Marino. one of those things that you can just kind of put your hand over your face to kind of like cover like it up. Marino. You can't do it. But you don't like Marino. You've said as much. I'm fine with Marino. We met him. I'm cool with him now since we're friends. It's ironic. December 2nd has played such a major role in so many boy. years of my life. Unfortunately, it's the day I lost my patriarch, Aniano Cruz. He died four years ago now. It'll be on December 2nd. Um, it's also, it'll be uh, 35 years on December 2nd. Since uh, our Miami Dolphins ended your 12 and 0 season by beating you at the old girl 38 to 24, and I think that's what has you a little curmudgeon. Not worried about that. I'm not worried about the whole. Marino game. didn't even have a good game. He went 14 to 27, 273 touches. It's, it's McMahon had a bad game, huh? McMahon, Steve Fuller had a bad game. McMahon came in. He wasn't feeling well. I think that's when McMahon was like having his little drought going on in the season. Well, Fuller went 11 of 21, 169, a touch and two picks. It's okay. Then McMahon came in in relief, and that didn't work. Three of six, 42 yards and a pick. That's what has you upset. No, no, no. I think so. No. That's what you think. Fuller ran one in for a touchdown. Twice, actually. Yeah, you guys scored two touchdowns by him. Quarterback keeping it. And Fuller threw a touchdown pass to Ken Marjoram. Remember that stellar receiver you guys had? Ah, those were the days. I'm sorry. I can't turn, turn back the hands of time, Frank. I can't change the outcome of that game, thank God. Because I like it the way it is. Miami Dolphins 38, Chicago Bears 24. Whatever. Your first and only loss that year. That, that was a good one. I like that. Shout out to Jason Rudner for coming out and talking a little baseball with us. Always a shout out to the first lady. We have to find a you're my girl for her. You know, she's going to get immediately offended. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> 
Is she be offended be, by that one too? I don't know. She better not be, but that might be our. Uh, there you go. I think that's our. <laughs> you're my girl. I'm not doing you're my girl. I, you're my, I'm not, not doing that. That was a good one. Yeah. And then, hey, how you doing? I like that. That's funny. Ah, oh, yes. Another week in the books. Hey, I'm not going to shut up about this a little bit. I know he said it a couple of days ago, but but did LeBron say that he could care less? He did. <laughs> Whether Trump watches or not? He did. So he cares a little bit then. Man, if you're going to spell something <laughs> wrong or say something wrong, shut your trap or don't write it. That even goes for you, LeBron. Stop. I could care less. Por favor, señore. Oh, yeah. If you got nothing nice to say, don't say it at all. I understand where you stand on things. That's it. Relax. If one person says something dumb, then it stands out. If two people say dumb things, well, then y'all a bunch of dummies. <laughs> <laughs> With that, I leave you. Shirt removed. Have a great weekend. The views and opinions expressed on Good Morning Amigo are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.